Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well as we head into the weekend. A nice, really nice day. You got... I have to apologize. I may have trouble speaking a little bit here today. I told you the first of my things from today. It's been one of those days, folks. It hasn't felt like a Friday. I got up this morning, and I was telling the guys, I'm leaving my house a little after 7 o'clock. And at the end of our street, before you turn out to the main thoroughfare and the and the four-way stop, which has really been a problem for folks, I, it's, it's, a, it's an area where there didn't used to be a four-way stop. It used to only be a stop if you're coming uh, on or off of Ogletree. Uh, but now, Wrights Mill Road, there's a, there's a four-way stop there. And uh, as, as I got to the end of our street to turn onto what becomes Ogletree, I must have not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this happened, I must not have come to a complete stop. I mean, I wasn't going 15, but still. That's no excuse. So I, I so was I, it more, so more I, I of a more of a pause than a oh, complete yeah. stop? Yeah, I guess so because I mean I know I reached in my glove compartment and got something out mm. and didn't feel I was moving then, but I must have been slowly moving. Must not have been full stop. Uh, and so it, uh, so so I, I so I got a, a a failed stop sign citation this morning, and so that got things off to a great start. Um, was looking forward to and and had a great time. I, I'm not going to mention I'm not going to mention the venue, but had an opportunity to get together with a lot of folks that I I don't get to see on a regular basis today for lunch at a very fine place. And when I ordered a sandwich, it came you know with the um, the toothpicks through the sandwich holding it together. I I removed the four toothpicks, and on the fourth piece of the sandwich that I was biting, I thought I had loosened a crown or something like that in my mouth, and I found about a half-inch piece of toothpick that was in the sandwich, and I've got a, I've got a hole in my tongue, so so I, I may struggle at Ooh. times. I may try to struggle at times speaking is a little it, bit. Is here. it healing up naturally, you think, or I, is it something where you're going to need? I think need... it'll be fine. Okay. I mean, it's All just right. like... Just like if you, I guess if you did something stupid like poked your tongue with a fork or a knife, it's something like that. I mean, because tell you what. it was a sharp, it was a sharp pain. And uh, yeah, one, no, of, one of our, one of our good mutual friends who was sitting next to me was surprised at how I jumped when that happened because I literally thought, it got oh, me a sure, piece of no, crown yeah, or no, no, ooh, ooh, ooh. So, so that was, that was number two. If you're healing up uh, and you feel like you can, I mean, you know, do, oh, I do, think I can. do what you it's can. Just, it's a little swollen and we, tender we've got, just on the side. We've right got there. interviews coming today with, we're going to talk with Don Dunn and Sonny Smith, right? Is that yeah, the plan? Yeah, that's for, the plan. Uh, for, for, for both of those guys. We, this week, if you missed any of the show, 
I mean, we talked with Andy Burcham on Tuesday. Justin Ferguson was great yesterday. Jason Caldwell. Right? I mean, when, when, I mean, this, this is when you need to be talking to Jason Caldwell, right? So I mean, so if you, you know, m- maybe we rerun something if uh, well, I don't know if, things, if we need to. But there's a lot. Change, there's a things lot change over the last day or two. There's I a mean, lot to talk about. Auburn has another player in the portal, and they have retained. Uh, another player who's very important for the 2024 season. But anyway, I just wanted to let folks know if, if I, if at times I uh, sound like uh, you know I've got a thick tongue, it's probably that probably is the case. I did have a third thing. Usually, bad things you know you hear the bad things or things come in threes. The third one, maybe this is the third one. I'd ordered uh, w- one of the things we get out every year for Christmas is a little musical. Santa Claus riding Rudolph figure. It's a metal frame, but it's got the fur and cloth and, and everything. Santa's got a big full beard. and uh, I mean, it's really soft. It's really. It's now, really I think you should just put a Santa Claus on your mower. Well, I let could. Santa ride, let but Santa this ride. One, this ride one would be something. Around. This one be, would be something that little Kennedy, our 21 month old granddaughter, would really like. Don't put her on we, the mower. We, we have had this. Uh, we have had this. This is a vintage. Okay. Um, toy, I guess, is or figure is whatever it is. It's a Christmas decoration, but it it has sound. It plays jingle bells and joy to the world. And when it plays uh, jingle bells, Santa's arms move up and down, and Rudolph's nose lights. Oh, up. delightful! And when it plays joy to the world, Rudolph's legs move and it moves. So uh, we've always liked that. Last year, it it, it stopped. I mean, it's just now. An attractive-looking thing wouldn't play music, wouldn't move. I would, took, would play I took on... it to Ken, and he couldn't fix it. So I figured, well, it won't work. Well, I found one on eBay that it says works, and I went, well, this is great. So I ordered it, and it indeed was there at my house when I got home. I put the batteries in, the music plays, Rudolph's nose lights up, but there's no movement. And it's like, oh, that's a really big disappointment because that would be the coolest thing probably for the 21-month-old. And so I go, I, I go to look on eBay, and it goes, seller accepts no returns. So, okay, I'm, I'm 0 for 3 today. Uh, hopefully we can make it through the show without something disastrous happening here in yeah, the maybe, studio. Yeah, maybe we call it a day and go home, <laughs> Drew. What do you think? I don't thank want goodness, to get out of this thank room. Thank goodness it's, it's the, get it's the room end of the, the week. Before the, the meteor hits, the before the meteor hits yeah. this, this studio, we uh, probably need to get out of here. Well, yeah, you just you never know. All so right. what's, so what's, top, what's top of the business, do you think? Uh, like, what, what's I would say Eugene Asante returning. Yeah, how about that? Uh, a guy that we thought was, was maybe jumping to the NFL. Had he already said something or wasn't no, there? No, no, no. There was a report. Okay. Uh, a while back that he was expected to go pro. Now, right after the Iron Bowl, right? Yes, that was that yes, was like, indeed yeah. that was the case. Uh so th- that is big. So Eugene will be back. He said, you know, he ain't done yet. Still it's t- it's time to work. So that is good. Another experience. So Auburn has two experienced linebackers returning now with Eugene Asante and Austin Keys. He's coming he's coming back to work. He's coming back. He's coming work. back to work. He's yes. uh he, it's uh, the the work is not yet finished. Put out a statement uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I mean, Bill. With I mean, we thought Auburn was shopping for linebackers, right? And that's that may be why they weren't. Uh, maybe I mean, I think they had they had uh, checked in with some linebackers, but hadn't really pushed. And it's probably because they were hoping and 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 maybe 
maybe expecting Eugene to come back. I mean, I think that's they were good, good news for the Auburn defense. I think they might have been planning for both outcomes, right? It's like, it's you know, right. let's, let's have some guys in mind if Eugene decides to go pro who aren't inside the program right now. But let's also be ready, you know, and, and ready to welcome Eugene if he indeed decides to play another year of college football. Now, Auburn has... Uh, Auburn also has the news of an outgoing transfer. That is, that is right. A little earlier today, Robbie Ashford uh, entering the transfer portal. And oh, I was I was going with somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have Do you have VAR in the portal? Oh no, I did not. Okay, that just happened in the last hour. So. Oh, okay, well so. that that happened. Yeah, while I was trying to see if I could return my. Christmas item. Okay, so so yeah, Robbie Robbie Ashford also a big story. Auburn starting quarterback for much of the twenty two season, right. backup this year. Uh, got got some playing time, but especially with the so we we ex, we think that this maybe has to do with the TRO, right? The uh, the the restraining order allowing a transfer like oh, Robbie it could Ashford very well could. I mean, because right now for the time being, unless that ruling is overturned. All players that have transferred once would not have to either get have a waiver or be graduates to transfer another time. Had Robbie Ashford gone into the portal without that ruling, we think there's a chance he might not have been eligible for the twenty three for the, for the twenty four mm-hmm. season. Right, he may have had to sit out a year if he stayed at the D one level. This restraining order opens it up for players who are transferring for a second time as undergraduates, staying at the D one level the whole time. Remember, Robbie Ashford transferred from Oregon to Auburn right. after, was it one year or two years at, uh, at, at Oregon? Two. I think he was, yeah, he was at Oregon for two seasons. He's been at Auburn for two, two seasons. Did he, he, he took a red shirt in one of the two uh, seasons at Oregon? Yes. And he has a COVID and year. 2020 was in there as well. Yeah, he has a COVID year as well. So I think he would have two years to he play has two. two years of eligibility. Yeah, two years can't, to play two. Yeah, two years. Can't red shirt either of them. Two, you know, mm-hmm. two, uh, two seasons left. Uh, assuming that the... Uh, assuming that the ruling is upheld, and on the twenty seventh, and the NCAA uh, can you know, uh, uh, pre- assuming the ruling preserves eligibility for players like Robbie Ashford, what do you think Auburn is doing with players who are newly eligible for the twenty four season as transfers because of this ruling? You, you mean th- as far as pursuing? Would you? I mean, would how? I would don't it- know. I mean, you're, you're taking. You're taking a risk there. If it's if it's someone that you would expect to count on this year, and that ruling the TRO's overturned, then they lose a year of eligibility. I mean, well then they they would have to, they'd have to sit out, and you wouldn't be able to have them for the 24 season. Yeah, it's got to be tough for a team thinking about recruiting Robbie Ashford yeah. right at the D1 level because well the thing is he doesn't have to sign. So I guess what he could do now is he's in there and just he could take a visit or two and. Probably have. I would imagine there could be some tentative offers. There could be, if this, mm, you know, if you're eligible, we want you. You'd but want I him. would doubt that people would be jumping to go ahead and lock down someone who might not be eligible. You you would want someone who, um, you you'd want to guarantee that he's eligible in 24, right? If you're going to count on him as your starting quarterback. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know. I, I think. Yeah, so, uh, so so yeah, we'll just have to say. I mean, you you mm-hmm. mentioned yesterday what you heard about basketball players yeah. during this. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw we've seen basketball players who were using this 14 day window. They thought they were going to be ineligible for this season because it was their second undergraduate transfer, and instead they're they're being activated by their coaches. UNLV uh, had a guy who uh, was in his uh, made his debut in the upset over Creighton. Uh, LSU 
Jalen Cook, the guard they thought was going to be ineligible this season, the guy who came back to LSU from Tulane, uh, is is going to play this weekend and uh, a big one for Auburn recruited Brandon Murray. That's where we. Yes. That's where the name is is familiar. Auburn lost Brandon Murray to LSU. That was Will Wade's final recruiting class at LSU. That was pre NIL, I think. So who knows what? Uh, uh, who, who knows what? What uh, sort of? Um, uh, what, what what sort of? Uh, you know what was going on in the in the recruiting uh, back then? But Brandon Murray uh, went from LSU to Georgetown. And then transferred. I believe this is his third school in three years. Uh, and he transferred. I think his waiver was denied despite Patrick Ewing's termination. Like he thought that because Georgetown made a change, uh, he would be eligible immediately at, at LSU. Uh, the NCAA did not grant him uh, that waiver. And so the uh, uh, the so so Brandon Murray was going to set out this season for Ole Miss. Remember, Ole Miss is. Uh, undefeated. Uh, they've brought in several uh, high-level transfers. Alan Flanagan is playing really well. Yeah, he really is uh, for, for Ole Miss, and now they maybe add Brandon Murray to the mix if the TRO. I mean, that's one of the more impactful ones. It seems like across college basketball could be Brandon Murray's activation if it happens at uh, at, at Ole Miss. And uh, yeah, that that's another guy who who seems like he could be. Uh, and 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 we're, again, this comes up now because Robbie Ashford in the portal. Mm-hmm. We suspect that this ruling impacts his eligibility at a different school in 2024 if he leaves via the For the, the time being, it, it does. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. He could he could stay at Auburn long enough to graduate, although I guess, he, I mean, if he commits to another school and joins the portal, he's not on scholarship next semester, one would think. He, I would I would doubt that. One yeah. would think. I would so he probably, I mean. You'd, you'd extend that courtesy or use a scholarship when you're trying to, you know, be concerned with 85. Yeah, and and I mean, and he's not getting, someone who's not going to go through spring practice because he's not on your team anymore. He's he's committed to someone else. So, no, I think uh, it would, uh, uh, yeah, it, would, it seemingly would impact uh, Ashford's, I, we, we think. So that, that's uh, that's some news. And then uh, VAR is a, uh, uh, VAR's a, VAR's a loss. That's a tough one. Yeah, no, that, VAR's a loss a at receiver. One. I mean, remember he, uh, um, he entered the portal and then uh, returned to Auburn this past year and was – of the receivers, of the true receivers on the team, even though he was limited due to injuries, I thought he was the the most consistent receiver that Auburn had this past year. Yeah, this is in the last hour or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, reports that uh, that that, uh, that Var is uh, is in the portal. Uh, originally from uh, Hewitt Trustville, uh, he was a recruit from 2019. Uh, not a not a huge recruit uh, at the time. You know, outside the top. Outside the top two fifty nationally, you know, in the in, in some, I mean, he was he was uh, the the biggest knock against Barr has always been he's not the biggest guy, but I remember one of the sites, maybe it was ESPN, had him as a four star. I mean, he was he was a very prolific receiver in high school, and yeah. I remember I remember Jason Caldwell was was really excited about his potential. He uh, he caught. I think it was uh, 1,100, uh, 1,110 yards in 34 games, uh, six, 64 catches for uh, for Var in his uh, in his Auburn career, leading Auburn receiver the last two seasons, yep. uh, and uh, and and as you said, that was despite some uh, some health injuries. Took some what was it? Some stitches to the mouth. Yes. And and then and, it, and it had a yeah. I mean, and had, had some, a couple of, couple of physical problems. Something this year. I'm trying to recall what the other. one I was. think something lower body was wrapped up, if I remember correctly, during the. Uh, during, during some of the bowl, during some of the, the the practice windows where he was uh, where, where he was working to get back, so I think it might have been a, I don't know, might might have been something something uh, 
uh, related to, uh, to to one of the legs. But uh, but yeah, so so that leaves Auburn with four returning receivers. Yeah, no, I mean from no. last year. And and they have Coy Moore, four Jay Fair now. Yeah. Coy Moore, Jay Fair, Caleb uh, Caleb Burton, and Camden Brown. That's it. Uh, they have uh, uh, they've lost Jair Shorter, Amari Kelly, and Malcolm Johnson Jr. Uh, to the transfer portal. Uh, the other receivers were out of eligibility, right? Mardner and uh, Hooks, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's it. I guess it would be. Yeah. So I mean, Auburn desperately. I mean, they they they've added four. They have. Commitments from four high schoolers and then one addition from the portal. So right now, Auburn would have, if everything holds, Auburn would have nine receivers on scholarship. I think they'd, I think they'd like to have more. I wonder if I'm forgetting a receiver because you've got, you've got more, no. you've got more Fair Brown and Burton. That's it. Plus Hooks and Mardner. Are those the six receivers you have available in the bowl game? Yeah, I guess so. Like is that? I mean, I am, I, so. am I? I'm wondering if I'm missing somebody. Like, no, if that's, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I mean that that is a that is a thin group to go into a game against. Yeah, because the other guys, I mean, you would expect the guys that are going in the portal aren't going to be practicing and playing in the bowl game. No, so. and and Mardner and I mean Mardner's been largely absent uh, all yeah, season he's long. Been MIA. Um, or I don't even know. It's just MI. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, and 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 Coy, and Coy Moore uh, missed uh, a big chunk of the season. Yeah. I don't know if you know what what Coy Moore's final season statistics. Ended up looking like at a, at wide receiver, but that's a. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's you know big picture things are going to change at the wide receiver position, but for uh, what are you looking for, Bill? I guess I didn't bring my phone in. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, God, um, I haven't lost that. No, I'm well. Yeah, there may, maybe there's maybe there's your third thing right uh, right, 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 right there. We'll, I was going to text Don. We got to take a, we got to take a break. So I was going to text we, Don. Don. Uh, so so we will continue. We'd love for you to join in. As we're just underway here on the Friday Drive. The Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air Family would like to extend the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390, toll free at 888 382 7502, or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Yet yeah, we will uh, effort uh, Coach Sonny Smith around the bottom of the hour, uh, checking in with Don Dunn, who's going to be filling in for Dan. Yeah. Next week when Dan is gone, so where I'm catching. Where the, are you going to be? I'm catching the last train. Oh, that's right, Clarksville. To Clarksville. Austin P is. Uh, am, am I saying that right? Yes, it is. Okay. P. Austin the P. The Y is silent for some reason. Austin P is hosting a tournament. With a couple of teams, uh, we are not playing Austin P in this tournament. I think they are playing in their own tournament. We've well, we've drawn. It would be odd to to have a tournament and your yeah. team not to be. In I it. think there's like triple headers two or three <laughs> days in a row. But so we play Stephen F. Austin on Wednesday, and we play New Mexico State on Thursday. The Trojans are on the road. The one game of the season, it seems like I'm not going to attend in person. Heaven forbid, is the uh, th- this Sunday, and I think I'm okay with it, Bill. Troy is at Iowa State this Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, by the net rankings, it's the best team Troy has played all season. Uh, it's it's a uh, I've never been to Ames, Iowa before. December, I don't know if it's the time when you <laughs> when you make a make a yeah, quick make a quick not, pop not when in. You would normally plan to. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna to visit. So I'm gonna miss them. So the team is flying. How about this? The team is flying 
directly from Ames to Clarksville. Oh, okay. I'm catching a ride with part of the entourage that is coming up uh, from Troy. They're gonna they're gonna grab me on Tuesday, and we're gonna ride up. I've never been to Clarksville before. Don't know all that much about it. Uh, if if you do, uh, yeah, recommend something to me because I'm gonna be there for for two or three days. Uh, next week, and it's a uh, again. Like I, all I know is the monkey song, Bill. I've got a, I've got a feeling. I didn't know. Don, Aust- I've got a feeling Don Dunn would have a would have an idea of. I didn't even know Austin. Area. I didn't know Austin. Uh, Austin P was there. Like I, I, I didn't. I knew it was. I knew. It was I, you t- know, I probably would have been wrong. When yeah. I, if I'd been asked, where is Austin P? I, I knew it was in Tennessee. I knew it was in Tennessee, but I didn't but know where. I didn't realize it was in Clarksville. So yeah, I'm look, looking forward to uh, looking forward to this one, and, and maybe I'll uh, uh, maybe I'll find some cool restaurant or something. All right, so uh, we'll talk with Sonny, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll we'll spend a little time with Don Dunn here this you know, afternoon as you know, well. Sonny may have spent a, a game oh, or two in, Austin, in Clarksville, Tennessee. He was in uh, what wasn't he, was he in East a, Tennessee? Yeah, he was in Johnson City, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't know Tennessee. You know Tennessee borders I think, like I don't, I don't think Clarksville's right there with Tennessee with, uh, borders like eight states, yeah. and it's so like it, it, I have no idea where one thing in Tennessee is relative to another one. That that is uh, the geography of that state escapes me. Yeah, so. Uh, Thing, back to your, back to your thoughts there on the bowl game. That is really interesting. I mean, we don't know who all Auburn's going to have in the secondary. Um, as tomorrow, we'll spend some time with Hugh Freeze, and we'll get a chance to watch a little bit of practice. Yeah, how about that <laughs> tomorrow? Uh, just after uh, just after lunchtime. Right, twelve thirty is the uh, press conference with with Hugh, and then one o'clock we'll we'll get to watch a little bit of bowl practice. Try to see who is available, who's out there. For you know, for the bowl game, yeah. Because I mean, we know we we've heard you know, DJ James is not going to play in the bowl game. Don't know about Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson. Uh, oh, I would expect to see younger faces. Yes, you know, younger, you know, some 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 new names. But at in least the there are younger faces, younger players who got a little bit of playing time this year. There aren't any other bodies except for maybe some walk-ons. At receiver, other than the names you mentioned, yeah. Who would you who would you brace for in the secondary as far as people who could see, you know, especially if DJ and now what do we, we do we not we don't know about DJ or Nehemiah's plan for the bowl game. We we suspect D, no DJ is not DJ's out. DJ okay. is out for the bowl game. Don't know about Nehemiah or Jalen. Okay, or I mean for that matter, Zion and and wasn't Keontae hurt at the end of the Iron Bowl? He came back and played. Okay, he did. He okay. came back and so, played. So we think Keontae. We think Keontae's yeah. probably Keontae, going. Keontae, I believe, the is, is good to go. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, so guys, I, I guess it's an opportunity. I mean, we could talk about the younger guys in the secondary. We've mentioned uh, uh, Pepper Lee, and um, and and uh, uh, yeah, Kane Lee and Champ Anthony and Terrence Love. Terrence, oh yeah, well, yeah, Tyler Scott, Colton Hood, more at the corners. J.C. Hart, J- potentially. J.D. Rim, if he's, if he's back. Yeah, if J.D. Hart's in good standing, it would be great to see him yeah, he's out a there guy, tomorrow. He's a and, guy that was ahead of most of the others before midseason. I mean, so. correct me if I'm wrong, Bill. If J.D. Rim is healthy and in good standing on I, the team in the spring. I would expect to see him play a lot. Yeah, well, you'd expect to see him a lot in the bowl game, and you would probably have him on the Bill Cameron depth chart going into the spring as – a top six guy in the secondary. Oh, I'd probably have him bracketed at one of the corners. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, so, I yeah, do not forget about J.D. Rim as long as he's on the team. Uh, at receiver, 
you know, if, if VAR doesn't, and, and I imagine a guy in the transfer portal is not going to play in the bowl game. Uh, no, I, I would say, you know, you're definitely going to see more of Caleb Burton. You're going to continue is it to Bur- see I mean, Fair. Yeah, I would think Burton, Brown, and Fair could be the three guys that they really expect. I mean, Coy Moore. And, and Coy. Coy Moore and... Uh, Coy, Coy has played as much or more than, the, than, than everyone but Jay Fair of those guys. Yeah, Coy, Coy Moore has eligibility remaining. Yes. Um, yeah, he's got one year left. He, he has. He has a year left. I mean, they could. They they could go with. I mean, I guess you could. You could. You could ask Hooks and Mardner to 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 you know to have a role too. They've played Hooks throughout the right. throughout the season. Um, but yeah, no, I I would think that Burton Fair and 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 Camden Brown would be three guys you're really looking at as okay take a step forward but you're right don't don't forget about Coy Moore either who was uh you know who, who was on the field as as much as any of those guys this year yeah well, well they were they were playing more than um Nick Mardner was for sure and and Shane Hooks down the stretch so uh, it's going to be really interesting to see we'll get a chance as I mentioned tomorrow to check that out it's going to be a really really interesting weekend because you've got the start of bowl practice you have visits, uh, some official visits from from players in the transfer portal. Although that number seems to be changing, seems like hourly, uh, there there are changes in who's expected in for visits this weekend. Then you have a lot of twenty four and twenty five class of twenty four and class of twenty five prospects and commits that are expected to be on campus on Sunday when Auburn and USC play basketball. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be – there's there going to be a lot of things to be keeping up with for everyone this weekend. And that's going to make Monday – Monday will be a lot of fun, too, the sort of the aftermath from the weekend. We'll get to our bottom-of-the-hour break. We'll see if we can catch up with Coach Sonny Smith. On the other side, Don Dunn around 5. We'll get him in hour number 2 here this afternoon. Love for you to join in here on the Friday Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan here in the studio. Drew at the controls. And we're going to head to The Drive hotline. And welcome in Hall of Fame coach and just uh, your your favorite analyst. That would be Coach Sonny Smith. Sonny, how you doing today? I'm great. Hope you guys are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going over some craziness that's happened here, but I mean, it's nothing serious, so uh, it's all good. Boy, this is uh, this this is a fun matchup coming up on Sunday. Auburn has really played well the last two times out, especially. Uh, once you get past about the first eight to ten minutes of the ball game, uh, the 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 win at Indiana probably as 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 well as we've seen an Auburn team play maybe since the mm-hmm. Final Four run. Yeah, even when you don't jump start or get started off quickly, if your defense is as good as this team's defensive is, you can keep yourself in the in the game until you get your offense rolling and. Uh, uh, we, we're a pretty good defensive ball club. You, you don't have to look at stats enough to know that. All you got to do is just watch them. Somebody said to me, what is what is the one thing that Auburn doesn't have that a Final Four team doesn't have? I said, well, we might not guard the post with 
the shot blocking effectiveness, let's say that uh, that that uh, Final Four team would do. But our defense all around is as good as anybody else's team that might make it to the Final Four. There's no question about that in my mind. I, I thought Auburn. You know, I, I was curious to see what the styles clash looked like with Auburn and Indiana, uh, but it seemed like Auburn was able to largely dictate the pace, and Indiana, you know, at times seemed really uncomfortable with the yeah. with, with the way with the way Auburn wanted to play. They were rushing shots that they don't normally take. They were, you know, making mistakes. Uh, you know, with, with the uh, you know in, in, in the passing. Uh, I, I just thought that's something that, especially with a, with a, with some new players coming in, uh, the, the way this yeah. the way the defense has been able to pressure quality teams so far has been uh, has been a really pleasant surprise. I've been a little bit surprised that teams try to make it a half court game. Are they are they are they more afraid of our our offensive game from a standpoint of half court and running game combination, or is it? Uh, uh, the way they, the way that they think that they can beat us with with their type of half court game, I, I have yet to figure out how teams are going to figure out to ha- a way to handle this Auburn team. Uh, somebody says, "Do you have a weakness?" I said, "We, I don't see us as a, a defensive weakness at all, except a, a, a post player that that defends the rim all the time and knocks shots away." We have a lot of people that can knock shots away, but we don't have that one guy standing back there knocking them down. But you don't have to do it if you if the other four are doing their job defensively like ours has. And that's uh, that what's what's so interesting about it, Sonny, is that that was Bruce's biggest concern, I think, coming into the season was defense. And I guess it's because you had so many new guys trying to mix in with the older ones and wondering uh, how some of these players that were known more for their offense, how well they would take – to playing defense, but uh, that's that's been a very pleasant surprise. You know, every year they they play defense about the same. They put tremendous pressure on the basketball. They got good help side defense, and and they don't foul jump shooters as much as. But, but you know, I was looking at their stats. I say, what, what? Who's going to defend the rim and block shots? Well, you look and. Janiah Broom is blocking shots. He's leading us in blocking shots. He leads in everything else. And to, you wouldn't think of Janiah being a shot blocker. But I think it's because of how active he is uh, and the way he moves around defensively as much as in He's not a standing there and wait till they come to you and knock the shot away type guy. I think that the uh, the way Bruce and the, uh, the staff have harnessed KD and Chad Baker-Mazzara so far this year, because those are guys who bring a lot of energy, and it can maybe and be Dylan. and Dylan. You're right. You know they they have some guys coming off the bench. It's not a uh, it's it's not a time to rest when Auburn goes to its <laughs> reserves. No, not at all. And and we've seen no. some really exciting moments from from those guys. How important is bench production to what what this team wants to do? Well, all you got to do, all you got to do is look at the minutes. Get a stat sheet and look at the minutes, and you can see how productive the bench will be. Even guys down through seven or eight are have productive minutes, and some of them are a little better than others. Uh, you know, how would you classify KD Johnson? Uh, it, sometimes it's more negative that you're classifying, and uh, or, and sometimes it's more positive. But the guy changes the game when he comes in. You know, no there's question. so many reasons that this team is good. 
And, you know, like he's one of them. Hard to figure out, but he's sure good at changing the game. Boy, the other day um, as when, when Auburn played UNC Asheville up in Huntsville, the bench outscored the starters. And uh, I, I don't know that I, I've seen a box score that looked like that. You win by 25. You score 87. You only have two players in double figures. And the top scorer only scores 15. That doesn't usually add up. But you had all 11 guys that played scored at least five points. That's I, I'm sitting here looking at a stat sheet now for tomorrow's game, and you, you're looking at uh, eight, possibly eight people. The game doesn't change all that much when we, they're playing. You know, say, well, our bench is weak. Are you going to say that? You can't say that because it, uh, it's uh, we're solid defensively when we substitute, and uh, we also maintain the scoring. And the other thing that jumped out at me is. We're uh, we're making free throws when they foul us. Now I, I was looking down at our free throw shooters: one hundred percent, ninety percent, eighty-eight percent, seventy-two percent, eighty, and 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 only one guy's got a low shooting percentage from the free throw line, and he goes there a lot. And that's Jenna Broom. Yeah. Now the the offense, you you could really see it, you know, starting with that Indiana game, and then again the other night, uh, when when things get clicking offensively, Auburn can make some. Uh, uh, some some very impressive runs. The other night, they go from two down to 15 up in yeah. about uh, three minutes, and we saw the same thing for about a 10 or 11-minute stretch there at the end of the first half over in Atlanta. I mean, and that that's, that's one area we hadn't been that worried about until a mm-hmm. few games leading up to these last two. Uh, but this team should be able to score. They've got enough guys – that uh, that can can knock the ball in the basket from uh, from from anywhere, and I think the reason for that's got a lot to do with the confidence that uh, Bruce has in him, and, and that he'll go down deep into his bench uh, and through eight or nine guys, you know, and and, and get productive minutes. And you know, and you look at it another way: Chris Moore doesn't have great stats, but he still starts him, and it doesn't affect anybody. Uh, he gets his minutes, and he is still he's still productive. And and it, but it, Chris Moore, that's he's not having a Chris Moore type year. But you look at other guys; other guys are having more of a better year than they had a year ago. Well, an interesting matchup, boy. A tough, tough ticket. I'll tell you that, Sonny. I, have you had many people asking you for tickets? Uh, no, I'm telling you, I, they, I don't don't... Even, they don't even ask me anymore. I said I can't, <laughs> they. My daughter Sherry won't even let me have one. I don't know that I can ever recall a tougher ticket for a non-conference home game for Auburn. I I, I go back to um, you know Vegas coming in with with Stacy Ogman, but that was we were playing we we're playing in the Coliseum, and there were just more tickets available. A really good pit team came to play against Jeff Lebo in the. It was probably about twenty years ago, maybe a little less than twenty years mm-hmm. ago. They had a they were in the top ten, maybe in the top five. When they came in, Auburn wasn't having a great season, so there wasn't a ton of fan interest. But I mean, I mean, this this USC team right right now, the experts say they're just outside the tournament field. But this is a this is a talented and and fun team with a with a, with a with a, a coach who's done a lot in Andy Enfield. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it, Coach. Yeah, I used to do television for the. Sunbelt, I think, was the name of the league, and Andy Enfield was the coach at Florida, Florida Gulf Coast. Right. And 
I'd never seen anybody just come into a program, open it up to an all-out run, press all the time, whether you're getting beat with it or not, and just say, "I'm you got to beat my style of play. I'm wondering coming in here, I'm looking at their stat sheet, it looked to me like he might be doing some of the same kind of things. But he is a wide-open type guy, let him play, and he made Florida Gulf Coast into a winner, and I didn't think anybody would be able to do it even in Sunbelt, but he did that. Yeah, and this, this team, it's, it's going to be quite the challenge for the, for the guards. I mean, they've got guys on the perimeter, Boogie Ellis and Isaiah Collier. Um, Bruce talking about it. Don't know that um, there are going to be many better pairs of guards that Auburn's going to face. No, and they've got balanced size up and down. They also got some awfully big guys, but uh, their biggest guy is only a six eleven. I think he's only averaging five points a game. But what's he doing for him defense? Is he is he handling it? Is he guarding the rim well enough to make them their defense better? Uh, this is this is a team that. Uh, Shoots the three pretty well, so yep. I think we're going to have to go. When you can shoot better than 33% from three, you're doing pretty good. And Boogie Ellis is shooting nearly 50%. He's 31 of 67. Oh, my uh, goodness. Far, I hadn't so. looked at that. Yeah. Yeah, th- three-point shoot. The, if you're going to upset somebody and you're going to do it on the road, you're going to have to hit threes to do it. And uh, if somebody comes in is nailing threes because that's the hardest part of the game anymore, uh, then you you got chance for up. Those are the type type people you got to guard for upsets. Let's. I want to get your thoughts uh, on the guard play. The last couple of ball games, it's been I think excellent. Aiden Holloway found his stroke again, but Trey Donaldson there at the point. What a what a great combination Auburn has at the point with Aiden and Trey. Well, I think anytime somebody would ask me a question about Auburn basketball, they they were questioning the point position. And uh, I didn't, I didn't see anything that was going to hurt us in the point design. If it had to be one guy to get right down to it, it's going to be Holloway. And in, in my opinion, I thought he was going to be the guy that would handle that. But Trey's played well, and, and actually, in this offense that they have, anybody can bring the ball down. Anybody can handle. And I think that builds confidence up in your uh, taking care of the basketball, and not turning it over. Talking with the one and only uh, Coach Sonny Smith here on the Friday edition of The Drive. Coach, we were just reminiscing about Andy Enfield yesterday because we were we were worried Dylan Cardwell was maybe too young to remember uh, Florida Gulf Coast knocking off Georgetown and making that run in the tournament a decade ago, which really put Andy Enfield on the map as a oh, coach. Yeah. He took the USC job just a couple of weeks later. But I'm really – like you know, I, I think if you, you give Bruce Pearl and Andy Enfield – time to build their rosters, you know, m- multiple years at a school. You know, sign me up for them to play every year because I feel like we're going to yeah. get a, we're going to get a, a fast-paced, exciting game that that lets these guys show what they can do. Yeah, I did television for their league back when Andy had it going there. And he was a wide open, press full court, uh shoot to three, uh a lot of freedom to the players, pressure defense. And he and he, all, he he would go deep into his bench because of the way that they played. I don't know that he's doing exactly the same thing now. The stats show that he's playing a lot of people, uh, and I think it. I think we're going to see the same Andy Enfield that I saw when he was at Florida Gulf Coast. You know, I was talking talking about the uh, the, the perimeter a little while ago. Um, 
a crazy thing to me is the fact that Auburn has won the last two ball games handily, and Janai Broom hasn't been in double figures in either of those two games. They're going to need more out of him, I believe, uh, come Sunday against USC. Well, I think that he had, he had been doing so well. People probably, if we're going to beat Auburn, we got it. We got to shut down Janai. That we got to shut him down. Well. I think when you shut him down, another guy's going to pick it up when he does that. And and the other thing that jumps out at me, you know, say, well, let's get real physical with them. And uh, and right now, you foul these guys. They're they're going the free throw line. These starters, they're not knocking them down at high level. Everybody's at broom, and so you can't foul them, uh, foul your way into a contest. And so it's. Uh, uh, it's it's our team to get ready for this Auburn Tiger team. Well, uh, we're really looking forward to Sunday's a packed house. I mean, that, that's what's crazy. Students are gone, and the place. I mean, there are going to be people hanging from the rafters trying to get in and and get down there and get those better seats to avoid standing room only. Should be really a lot of fun for that noon start on Sunday. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen Southern Cal play, but just looking through their stats. This is going to be a threat for us. We're going to have to play to beat this ball. And and they, you know, they're five and four. So uh, this could be, you know, they're looking at this as something that could, you know, boomerang them, turn them around in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, they play they play a strong schedule, and uh, there's no part of the game, you know, they shoot thirty four from three. You know, they do some good things. They rebound pretty well too. So it's. Uh, uh, 37 rebounds a game means they're rebounding the ball at a pretty high level. Yeah, DJ Rodman, I remember from uh, Washington State, uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman's son, who was uh, who's playing his final year. Well, they've got a couple of guys. They got a couple of guys with their dads. Yeah, with with with, with famous uh, famous families. But but no, I remember DJ Rodman was a, a very dangerous player uh, at at Washington State in, uh, in in his tenure there, and and that's it's a nice piece to have on top of yeah, I mean some some of the you know some, some really highly touted recruits. Collier and yeah. and I mean we Auburn played Ellis back you know Ellis never played in the SEC this is going to be his third game against Auburn because uh, he played really? at Mem- he played at Memphis when Auburn and Memphis met in Atlanta yeah. a couple of years uh, ago I that thinking I, I'm glad you said that. I'm kept that I've seen I've seen this guy play somewhere and and that probably is what it was yeah he yeah. was he was nowadays in- yeah nowadays so many players play at different places you know from year to year and he yeah. played and he played extremely well Boogie Ellis did in the win for USC yeah. last year in, at the Galen Center against Auburn so yeah this guy's been a uh, been a thorn in Auburn's side before well he's not doing anything bad he's shooting 47 46 76 and getting four rebounds a game so he must he's he's going to be something and and they list him as six five, I uh, six three. I mean, I, I imagine he must be playing better, bigger than that. Oh yeah, it's gonna gonna be a fun one, Sonny. We really appreciate you spending a little time joining with us. Looking forward to to the broadcast, and uh, uh, they've got they've got us the the media now. We're up above the top level, so a little tougher to swing by and say hey. Just uh, <laughs> but just just know that that everybody's uh, everybody's paying attention. Well, uh, I always enjoy being with you guys. I look forward to talking to you. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Coach Sonny Smith joining us. And, yes, he and Andy Bertram be down there courtside getting ready. And Andy, as a matter of fact, asked me today, he said, what's it look like from up there? Because he he's thinking that some point down the road, the broadcast – May move, oh, no. may move away from midcourt just because that's such a valuable location. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I, I feel like home and road radio, 
I, I, you know what? There have been. I'm of two minds on this. You can, you know, we were talking with Justin yesterday about like I've been screened by coaches and things. Sure. So there are times when I'm a slightly more elevated position. I don't know if I'd want to call a game from where the press sits. Well, sometimes that's a, that's it's a difficult tough angle. to read the numbers. That's a tough angle. You can see the action and can tell what positions are doing what sometimes, but you may not be I'm able not to a, discern their numbers. You know, there are places that put me on the concourse and give me a great view uh, yeah. of, of uh, you know, like Pensacola does that for the, you know, you, you've been to the Civic Center before. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we call we call from midcourt at the concourse up there, and it's great, very easy to do. Uh, some, some other places, some other yeah, viewpoints where it's pretty challenging. All right, we'll get to our final break of hour number one. We're right back here on the Friday Drive. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air Family. The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls. And hour number two of the drive is brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we will be getting shortly to the drive hotline presented by Skybar. Don Dunn, former Auburn defensive line coach, going to be joining us on the uh, drive hotline. And uh, so we won't be taking calls there, but we'll let you know the number when, you know, after we talk with Don, we'll open up the phone lines and encourage you to call in. And you can call us by dialing, you don't dial, punch those buttons, uh, 334-321-1390. It Who might has dial. a dial? It might dial. Or, you know, call from a payphone, as we, we, we've oh, said, yeah. you know, if you still, if you still find one. That's probably more likely than dialing. Uh, yeah, so, so sorry, I cut off the number. What do you, what, uh, you want to give it again? Uh, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. Uh, we will, and, and we'll talk about... The, the portal, the visit weekends, basketball, and much more here as we continue this hour. But right now, we're going to head to the phones and, and uh, welcome in Coach Don Dunn to the Friday edition of The Drive. Don, how are you doing today? Doing good, Bill. How are you doing, Dan? Doing all right, Coach. Uh, th- thanks, for, uh, uh, th- thanks for helping out lately. I know you're, uh, you're, you're coming in for a couple days next Dan, week. Dan, I, Dan's, uh, Dan's going to be known as Wally before long. I'm excited. Uh, I got tickled when you guys were talking about Austin P. You know, I, I played my last couple of years at East Tennessee State where Sonny, where Coach Smith was, and my last game ever was against Austin P. There was probably 40 people in the stands. They were terrible. <laughs> we were terrible. And we tied 13-13. to 13. That's appropriate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great career. <laughs> So where are where in the state is that where where is Clarksville? Well, I think it's west of Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. That's, I was yeah, I was thinking it yeah. wasn't it wasn't yeah. in in your area over there in East Tennessee. No, no, but I didn't think it was around more, Memphis either. It's, so it's more Central no. Tennessee. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, you got Cookville in there that with Tennessee Tech. Right. Yeah, I was I was telling it's Dad right on the Kentucky line. Oh, there. okay. Yeah, the, yeah. the 
the first I'd first I'd heard of Austin P was when uh, when Fly Williams was an outstanding oh, yeah. basketball player there. He wore his pants backwards. Yeah, you remember the cheer they had? Remember? Yeah, let's yeah. go. You know what? Yeah, yeah the fly is open. Let's go pee. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw him play. What a what an athlete! But yeah, he really was. What a character! I mean, wow. But, well, um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, Coach. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, to Clarksville next week, and, and yeah, looking forward to, uh, to to hearing the show with with you here in the studio. Auburn got some. Looking at the defensive line, Auburn got some tough news this week. Expected, oh, yeah. but but you know, disappointing to hear uh, for for next year's team that Marcus Harris is moving on to the NFL draft. But what a player, and and yeah. what and what a career he's had at Auburn. Yeah, you know, it's hard to tell those kids or expect them to stay when they have an opportunity. Uh, you know, you don't want to lose any of them, but uh, at, at least he's he's doing it the right way and not going into the portal, which I can't stand. And uh, But uh, I think he'll do fine. I think he'll have a long career. And uh, good news with the other kid coming back, though. Uh, I, I oh, really Asante, yes. his name, yeah. That's awesome. I was kind of shocked, to be honest with you. Coach, but, how how did you approach it when when you were uh, when you were at Auburn? How did you approach the the conversation about whether or not it was time for someone to go, uh, you know, leave eligibility on the table to go to the NFL draft, or if they were ready for we for know, that? If you remember, Dan, we didn't have a lot of that leaving early. Um, we, of course, we didn't have the portal at all, but you know, very few of our kids I think came out early. I don't really remember any of them leaving. Uh, that early i'm trying to think uh, maybe maybe stanley like would yeah, be like i think would, he would, was the, i think yeah. he was one for sure yes and i don't believe i think jay ratliff stayed his to his senior year because we moved him to three technique if you remember I'm pretty sure quentin groves finished his career without yeah, leaving without I, leaving I, early I, I would have to really go back and check but i think you that's more of the head coach's call uh you know they'll ask advice of the position coach but we just listen and try to lay out the, the do's and the don'ts and the pluses and minuses. But if a young man's got an opportunity to be, you know, in the top two or three rounds, it's hard to tell them to stay. You know, some of them just, they get blinders on and they don't see the big picture and they go out and then they don't make it. But um, it's a it's a family decision, you know, and the head coach and try to find out all the information. I think now you can get you know, uh, some information of where your draft stock might be. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I you think can. there's some services and they're, they're pretty honest with those kids. And, and, uh, you know, you try to check with, you know, any of your buddies in the pros or any of the scouts and see how they really rank them. So, but it's a tough decision. Yeah. And of course, as you mentioned, now you've got the transfer portal. You, you expressed your feelings on that. You, you <laughs> had, you had to really feel like, Oh, are, are you serious? When you heard about the, the ruling earlier this week from that judge in Ohio, right, that is now, yeah. for, at least for the time being, has granted players the uh, the ability to transfer more than one time without having to sit out. Yeah, I, I just don't know where it's going. Uh, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, like we've talked many times, I miss coaching. I dearly miss coaching. I don't miss that part of it. Uh, I don't know how these guys – I don't know how you keep your team together and uh, – now you're giving them another outlet. Just okay, yeah, you can do this, you can do that. I, I, we got to get a handle on it somehow, and I don't know what what's going to happen, but I just I don't see it slowing down right now. Coach, I I just can't imagine life at 
I mean, especially like you think about group of five, right? Or, or even, you know, I mean, because because a lot of these lower levels, you, you risk it risks almost like the most effective way to do it is to treat it like the junior college model, where you just have to brace for a brand new room every year. Because yeah. if you're if you're a group of five, you're a Sun Belt coach or a Conference USA coach. It's like yeah. you know, your defensive line, like a defensive line coach at one of those places. Yeah. If your if your yeah. guys aren't playing, they're gonna leave because they want playing time, and mm-hmm. the guys that are playing and playing well are probably going to look to uh, move to, to to move up in to competition up. to the yeah. SEC or to the NFL, you know, or something like that. And so, you know, I mean, it just feels like everything's totally year to year in a way that it wasn't just a couple of years ago when when development was prioritized. Right. Well, you know, I was at Western Kentucky uh, for four years, and we had good teams, won the conference back to back. And I had probably one or two kids that would have we would have lost, you know, moving up. And um, I couldn't really blame them because, you know, the money would have been better for one thing. And uh, these kids, I, you know, had a couple that got drafted. So they would have definitely left Western Kentucky to go, you know, to the division, you know, major college. And then, and then now you look at uh, uh, highly touted players that go anywhere. It's got to be very difficult for coaches to feel like they can have any they, – they can coach them – uh, with with any kind of criticism or yeah. tough love, things like that, because if, if they don't like it, they can just go out and say, "All right, I'm I'm going somewhere else." Yeah, that I would have had some problems probably, Coach <laughs> Nolan <laughs> and Coach Price. We might have lost a few guys, but uh, yeah, it's a tough deal, and uh, I don't envy those guys. I, I admire what they do, and some of them do a great job. I think Coach Freeze is doing a good job with it. Um, but it's what you have to do now. You have to adapt. You can't cry about it. You just got to do your best. You do the best you can and and recruit. And I feel sorry for some of the high school kids. I feel like are getting left out. Yeah, I agree. Passed over. But the great ones will sign, like the kid over at the, you know Phoenix City or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The great ones they'll find. But the you know the average kid like we used to take and develop them. I don't know what happens to those guys. Well, generally, they hopefully they get opportunities at smaller schools. But like we're right. saying, if they do well, uh, they're not they're probably not around there very long. So it yeah. it, it is crazy. Bowl pra- all right, so bowl practice gets started tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we've talked a little bit about this. I mean, uh, Coach Freeze saying that he doesn't uh, believe in grinding quite so much. Wants it to be an opportunity for some younger players, and wants them to enjoy this. Feel like this is something that they have earned, but then you still want to win. So it's, it's tough to try to balance all that, I'm sure. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, like we talked, I think, when I was in the studio last week, I've been with coaches, head coaches that have done it both ways. You know, we, we had two-a-days a couple of places <laughs> I was at, and that didn't go over real well with the players. And then we've kind of eased off. But the main thing you want to do, like you said, Bill, is you got to develop your uh, younger kids. This is a great opportunity to give them more reps in practice. And we used to keep them out, uh, send the guys, that were, you know, the first two groups in, the first two, two deep, I guess I should say. And then we'd keep the young guys out and probably scrimmage 45 minutes to an hour every day. And that, that really helped. And uh, we ran our offense and our defense and good on good. And it was live tackling and, the kids loved it. You know, they've been sitting around getting killed all year on the scout team. Now they get to, you know, show the coaches something. So it's it's a good opportunity. It's a must for the young kids. 
Talking with uh, Coach Don Dunn here on the uh, Friday edition of the drive, and, and Coach, we we were just talking about you know another another byproduct of the era of college football is you're seeing um, you're seeing less bowl participation from players, right, opting out than uh, than ever before, whether they're going in the draft or whether they're going in the portal or whether they're just injured. Uh, you know, you're seeing. Uh, you know, I've heard I've heard some folks say, you know, we're getting closer to an era where bowls pay players directly for participation as part of NIL deals in order to entice guys that might be on the fence to do it. But, you know, that's got to be a tough draw for coaches too, trying to get a team ready when uh, in this in this really busy month. You're uh, you're, you're still trying to figure out who's going to be. Yeah, uh, who do you have? Who's, who's going to be out there for you? <laughs> yeah, I tell you that. I, I'm I'm not a fan of that either. I think if you start something, you need to finish it. Um, I think Bill and I talked last week. You know, if they don't, maybe there's a, a way to to uh, dock these guys if they if they're getting you know money and then they don't play in the bowl game, cut some of that money off. But I don't know how you can do that legally, and I don't understand all of it. But I hate it when they when they opt out. I just don't like it. I can see an injury. And I guess if I'm going to make, you know, $20 million, I might, you know, skip it. But I just hate to see it for our sport. Well, given, given more to the players who participate in the bowl game would sort of be a similar product as to mm-hmm. cutting off some of the money for players that, you know what I mean, enticing. using like, you, yeah. Sort of like bowl bonuses. Yeah, but it's that like, almost, <laughs> that sounds more like pay for play. But it's, car- it's carrot versus yeah. the stick. But I, yeah. I, I think that we're getting to a point where the bowl sponsor – is maybe going to have to make deals with you know players on both teams to get non-playoff bowl participation to a point where it's or maybe the TV networks. Well, up. maybe maybe you could get the bowl games to instead of the gifts that they give out, cash that they give mm-hmm. out, could, and you wouldn't get it if you weren't there playing. Exactly. I, mean, I, I think yeah. we, I think we might be moving towards a yeah. world like that where where the the that, ro- you remember when that used to be a big deal for oh, professional the- athletes. Playing mm-hmm. in postseason and things like that. Oh, the playoff bonus, money, the playoff yes. bonuses. Yes. Yeah, no, we were watching the what the the Billy Crystal movie about uh, the the Yankees, the yeah. the Mer- yeah. the, the Mantlein, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, like like, they, like the the playoff bonuses are a really big deal to those guys. You know, being able to to keep winning. So uh, no, I think I think it's great. But but coach, we were just doing the math on. So Javarius Johnson is reportedly in the portal for Auburn, and mm-hmm. we're we're thinking. I mean, you you might be looking at six scholarship receivers on the team. Wow. In in the bowl if game, everybody's healthy. If everybody's healthy, and two of two of those guys had double digit catches on the year, right? So it's yeah, a, I mean I mean it's that's a that's a, a shorthanded spot to be in uh, against a, against a Big Ten team that can uh, can put up some points. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know how you I don't know what you do, but yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, just gotta maybe run the ball more. I guess that's all we can do. Uh, I mean, it's a great it's a great opportunity. Uh, the The sunny side of it would be it's a great opportunity for the players that are out there and the right. the, the ones that are going right. to be on next year's team, right? Because they'll go. You know, we yeah. were saying Camden uh, Camden Brown, Caleb Burton, Jay Fair, Coy Moore. Like these are guys that could get a lot of first team reps over the next couple of weeks and in the bowl right. game because there's there's nobody else. There's no one else to yeah, go that's to. Right. I know. Yeah, it's going to be and crazy. Then the other thing, if you're going to redshirt a kid, does that I mean, now what do you do? Well, if uh, they uh, the, now they at least it's not the way games. it used to be. Remember, you used to couldn't do it at the end of the year. Now right. it's if you haven't if you haven't played four games, you can play in four games. Doesn't matter which four, and okay. still redshirt. But the problem is they don't have any of those guys. They've only got five receiver or 
or uh, six yeah. receivers, and they've all played at least that many. So there are some other about that. there are some other positions on the there team, are. coach, where there are guys who could preserve their red shirt and play defensive line significantly. You know, in the game, if Auburn wants to deploy them, yeah, on both sides of the ball, right? Yep. I guess I guess Dylan Senda would also qualify as somebody. But I who, think you may need more help on the defense. You may need more help on, on the, the defensive line. And, and and we mentioned Bobby Jamison Travis is a right. guy who. A junior college player, late arrival, and and you had experience with some guys like this, where they came in really late in the game during fall practice, and they probably weren't in a position where they could they could be relied on to play. Um, but over the course of the season, that you know whether it was conditioning or whether it was being uh, up to speed on 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 the the quality of play in in the conference, that changes over the course of the year and. Uh, bowl practice and the bowl game is where someone like that could take a step towards being a big part of the team next year. I've I've tossed out a guy like Bobby Jamison Travis, a, a late arriving junior college defensive lineman, as, as a guy who could maybe. I think uh, Darren Reed's another guy, the the defensive freshman yeah. defensive lineman from uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's no doubt. You know, if they've been there all year, they're 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 you know gotten some some quality reps in practice. And getting the extra bowl practice, it's tough when you come in late, especially from a junior college. And the coaches really don't have enough time. I know that sounds crazy to spend with them during fall because you have to get ready for your opponent. You know, you only have what twenty-one days of practice before the first game. So, yeah, it's tough when they come in late like that. But you know, like you said, hopefully with the, the season they've uh, you know caught up and gotten in better shape and and, and may be able to help us in the bowl game. Seemed like junior college was always a situation where, um, especially on the defensive line, right? There were a couple of guys where, you know, very highly touted players and end up in junior college before coming to the SEC, and you you know just you didn't you didn't know the development didn't continue over the right. course of junior college, and they weren't maybe they weren't the same player coming out of junior college that you thought they'd be coming out of high school. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, Don, I really appreciate you spending a little time with us today. Looking forward to next week when, uh, when I'm not looking forward to Dan being gone, but I'm looking forward well, to you being in. The audience is. <laughs> no. uh, well, I'm looking forward to being there, and I really appreciate you guys uh, putting up with me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, well, well, uh, Steve just uh, was, was just wanting to make sure when you'd be here, so uh, – so, so that's yeah, good. I told yeah. him. I told him you, I, you you'd be in, in here starting Tuesday. Coach, so. you got you got the uh, you got the smoker going this December. You got, you got yeah, we. Uh, I'll go in tonight. It's it hasn't been too bad. Uh, we did have some big catering at some of the companies up towards Kia plants. You know, mm-hmm. we had about I want to say five hundred slices of ham and turkey three different times, three different shifts. So that kind of got us, but. Uh, Right now, we're we're doing a lot of like people bring in like a you know a ribeye or something like that, and we'll put it on their form for Christmas. And I think this week we'll sell a few more hams. But the turkeys, uh, you know, that's that's pretty popular too for Christmas. So. Oh yeah, no question. But we're looking forward to it. And they have started on the new building. By that, I mean they've taken a couple of light poles out, Dan. So if you come back there at night, it's dark and scary. All right. I'll, well, that's, that's my my kind my kind of alley. Yeah, but I appreciate the coffee, buddy. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Coach. I was worried. I was telling Bill if 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 Auburn had pulled off the Iron Bowl the next day, I'd probably have to get you coffee before every, every yeah, before, before every home every game, game. Yeah. from here yeah, on out. And I'm I'm, st- I'm still I'm not superstitious enough. I don't think that's why Auburn lost. So I'm gonna uh, 
I'm, I'm going to still try to hook you up whenever I can. Yeah, well, well I, I tell you, I would have had to wear the same clothes to work and everything. <laughs> yeah, no you know, kidding. When we went undefeated, I'll tell you a quick story. I wore the same socks every game, the same white socks when we went uh, in 04. Now, we did clean them, but I, I wore the same ones. Well, that's good. Good to know. I'm, I'm glad yeah, that you did that. Because, yeah, I've, right, I've, I've heard and known some folks that didn't do yeah. that. If it worked, they right. just kept with yeah. it and weren't going to wash it. <laughs> Washing yeah. machines aren't going to wash the luck off, are well, they? You never know. I don't know the science behind that, Coach. That's funny. That's funny. Don, right, th- thanks, thanks again. Have a great weekend. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you here in the studio Tuesday. Happy holidays, Coach. You too. Thank you. All right, we'll get to our first break. We're going to open up the phone lines. Again, the Drive Hotline. Presented by Skybar, 334-321-1390. When we come back here on the Friday Drive. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint... With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday evening, 525, and let's get to the drive hotline presented by Skybar. Matt is up first. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know that the the app, the ESPN 1067 app, I haven't been able to find that on the app store. It's uh, on the uh, the app uh, app store. It's been down for quite some time. I was able to, to download it from my previous download thing, but no, now it's no longer available. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just searched for it in the App Store too. Couldn't find it. We'll we'll, we'll tell uh, tech support about that. In the meantime, uh, ESPNAU.com in your browser, RadioAlabama.net, RadioAlabama.net can get you access to a lot of the same stuff in the podcast center. Uh, but we'll try to get that app working. Yeah, I mean, I think that it happened one time before and it was resolved. I still have the app, so I checked it and it's still working. But yes, uh, Dan couldn't find it when he searched for it. Anyways. Um, this receiving class, what, I mean, holy cow, what are, what are the odds we, we land Ryan Williams, uh, when he's here, when, uh, US, USC's in town, uh, this Sunday? Uh, I would still, Auburn's fade. got a shot, but, but yeah, I, I still, I still think Alabama is where he winds up, but I mean, Hey, Auburn's got a shot and you know, he could possibly sign with someone next Wednesday, even though he has said repeatedly, he wants to sign on February 9th, which is his birthday. Okay, uh, you guys think uh, LeBron's going to make a uh, an appearance? I do. You think you think LeBron's going to be insane? Yeah. That would be absolutely insane. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, and, and thanks for letting us know about that. I mean, I had no idea of uh, knowing that that was a problem since I had the app and it was working. But we'll we will check on that. Yeah, I do. I I, I get the feeling LeBron's going to be here. Interesting. Have you have you have you have you heard anything from people <laughs> well, who know I mean, well, about well, LeBron James? Well, well Charles, I think Charles was asked about that and and looked like he he wanted to say yes, but didn't want to let the uh, the info out. So interesting. Yeah. I, what I, what are they? Uh, what what are the Lakers up to? Uh, I think they're off until Tuesday. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, LeBron could uh, could could possibly make it if uh, if 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 that's uh, if that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's part of the reason for the. 
for the excitement about uh, well, when, uh, about the ball game. I someday. mean, before the season started, USC looked like a team that could be you know in the, in the top ten or the weren't top weren't they 15. ranked twelfth? Yeah, early they, on they, they, there was a lot of buzz in the preseason, and, and a lot of that's be, you know be, because of the roster that they've been able to assemble, and uh, and in the case of uh, uh, in in the you know with with LeBron, we I mean I think when when uh, Bronny had not made his debut yet there was more mm-hmm. speculation of you know if it's a road game if it's this game uh, is, is LeBron going to be there I think it's more 50-50 as to whether or not he shows up but it would it would only add to the excitement and the atmosphere if LeBron James is their courtside for the uh for, for, for the uh for, for USC to sport his son and hey to Ryan Williams I mean it it surely doesn't hurt Auburn if if he's in town uh this Sunday which is the last day before the dead period which runs into early January all right let's uh get back to the drive Hotline and Bill is next. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. I had a couple of things I want to touch base with you on. I, I really be Brian, Brian Williams is going to Alabama. I, he might be coming here to see a basketball game, but uh, that's okay. We've got we've got some good people. Um, they they were talking on the previous show about, and I agreed with it. You know, our first four games are not against the most uh, prolific uh, teams in in the country. I say put those young guys out there, and by week five they might be ready to, ready to really contribute. You're not going to have a whole lot of I'm, other I'm, options. I mean, uh, well, I mean Auburn's only got six other scholarship receivers if everybody else returns. Yeah, I think it will. I think the people we've got left in the in the cupboard will, will stick. You know, those are good good guys. They've contributed. They're uh, they will contribute. And then when you add the the people we got coming in at the receiver position, I think. But you know they always talk about the you know whether they can handle it as freshmen. But I say get them out there and play them and yeah. get them into the that way by midseason when some uh, tougher games come along they they would be major contributors. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I agree. I I think I think they're going to be given every opportunity. Uh, now I believe I believe Cam Coleman is an early enrollee, so he should be able to go through spring. And, and Bryce Kane, I believe. I believe those two are going to be able to go through spring. And then um, Perry Thompson and Malcolm Simmons are guys that would be in over the summer. So especially yeah. the guys that are going through the spring, they've got an opportunity yeah. to earn playing time, you know, here over the next few months. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it yeah. depends on what Auburn does in the portal between now and the beginning of the season. But, no, I think at receiver – there's absolutely going to be playing time available to uh, to, to the to the incoming freshman. And uh, the other thing, was there any truth to the the uh, story or that uh, the, the Georgia quarterback Carson Beck wanted four million dollars to come back to Georgia? Or is that just a well, I mean, I, I think I think the talk was that Carson Beck uh, had had been told that he had the chance uh, to be a first round pick in the 2024 draft and a quarterback a quarterback who is in the first round of the NFL draft is probably going to make between two and a Three half and five. Yeah. Probably. Between two and a half and $5 million, depending on where they're picked in the draft. So, so a quarterback who has a first round grade or thinks they have a good chance of getting one, uh, you know, I, I can understand why they would tell, you know, they, they, they would quote a very high number uh, to the NIL collective at their school. If, if, if they, you know, were asked, well, how much money would it take for you to play another year of college football. I don't know how true any of this is with Carson Beck. The the rumor going around is that a lot of the quarter or a couple of the quarterbacks in the portal 
are waiting to see what Carson Beck decides to do before making a decision because Georgia would suddenly be a player in the transfer portal market if Carson Beck decided to go to the NFL. Well, they got that uh, the Gunner Stockton kid. They got uh, a couple other guys in the wings. They got the five star guy coming in. And uh, well, D- Dylan. Well, you know, well, 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 hold on. A they've got another one. They, well, they have the D- Dylan Rayola. They have a four star coming D- in. It Dylan, looks like Rayola's going to Nebraska. Dylan Rayola looks like he may not be going to Georgia. Gunner Stockton has not played very much college football at all. I mean, I, I think that Georgia would absolutely. I mean, if you if you if you if you took Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift off of Georgia's roster. I think they would. I think they would be looking for a veteran to to step in, yeah. and probably somebody who's played at a at a close to championship level. And, and I think there are probably quarterbacks that would look at Georgia as one of the top options on the board. And that's why I call you guys. You, you guys know it all, so you enlighten me. By the way, Bill, uh, when you got stopped today, did you you not drop the uh, that you're a local ra- a radio personality and and uh, that your your sidekick was. Uh, the well-known Dan Peck, uh, the officer might have just uh, thrown the ticket away. Right. Said, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he would have. No, you tell I, the cops you know I, I me. It's only get into that. It's I, only more questions <laughs> about that. I, I did tell. I did tell him I'd probably whine about it on the radio today. So, <laughs> all right, guys, I love the show and uh, War Eagle. Appreciate it, Bill. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. We'll uh, catch you up on some of the uh, comings and goings in the portal. Maybe uh, an update on who is expected on campus this weekend. Love to hear from you as we head into the final 25 minutes of the Friday Drive. And Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 20 minutes here on this Friday. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a a busy weekend for football and basketball. I mean, you have official visits. Now, the, the number of official visitors that I know of is much smaller than it appeared it was going to be a couple of days ago. Just just a couple of days ago. As a matter of fact, yesterday, yesterday there we go. That was that first time my tongue. Oh, you got it? Got another, okay. Oh, man, that hurt. Uh, yesterday we were talking doctor, about doctor. It hurts when I press down on my tongue. Yeah, on my finger. don't do that. Then don't press down <laughs> on your tongue with your finger. Um, we were talking about Joey Slackman, the Pennsylvania defensive lineman who was the Ivy League defender of the year. Uh, uh, reports now that he has canceled his visit to Auburn and going to stay at Virginia Tech for another day. So looks pretty good for Virginia Tech. We had heard that Florida and North Carolina were his leaders after his first couple of visits. Apparently, he visited Wisconsin as well, but he's sticking around an extra day at Virginia Tech. Will not visit Auburn. Now, originally from uh, upstate New York, yes, I believe, yeah. Yes. Um, So that hurts, I think, because Auburn losing Marcus Harris. Um, We're still still waiting to hear, you know, is Justin Rogers going to be back or not? We'll, We'll find that out, I guess, tomorrow. Um, so what? What's your you got the you got the Bill Cameron depth chart in front of you. What's the what's the defensive line look like? It ends and ends and and this is right. I guess this is also for the for the bowl game, right? Uh, yes. Uh, now now I don't have Marcus Harris listed on this now because I've got it for twenty four. We don't know if Marcus is going to play. Don't in the know bowl if Marcus game. is going to play in the bowl game. He could, but without Marcus Harris, I have eight players for four positions. 
That's rather thin. That's that that does not include the incoming any not, incoming freshmen. No, it doesn't include the freshmen. They're not going to play in the and, bowl game. And it does not include anyone who could join the team via the portal. Uh, right, obviously. But but right now, so right got, now for the bowl game, if Marcus doesn't play, I mean, you've still got. Um, this is the scholarship breakdown of yeah, defensive linemen. Right, you know, the 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 guys that are coming back. Let me let me pull up my twenty three. I've got my twenty three roster in here somewhere. I could look at the 23 roster and, and see if I'm leaving anybody else out who could play uh, in the bowl game. All right. Um, Elijah McAllister, obviously, is someone who can play in the bowl game, but is not going to be around his for final next game. Year. It'll be his final game in college his football. His final game in college football for Elijah McAllister. Uh, the same he goes moves for, on to be president in 30 years. Uh, are he very, well, maybe, maybe. Sooner than that, um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, that's not a that's not a joke. No, way, absolutely. If you, if you what, an impre- what an impressive, <laughs> impressive guy, Elijah McAllister is. Lawrence Johnson is uh, out there playing in his last game, uh, but and and Marcus Harris could be. Yeah, but, and, right. I mean, so, I, I almost so those expect- are, those are three players that would give you eleven defensive linemen for. Four positions, right, and and then the other eight, the guys the, that, the other that are eight, slated to return uh, next at the year. Jack Jalen McLeod and and uh, Brenton Williams at uh, tackle. How much did Brenton Williams see the field? Um, not much. Not much. Yeah. I think I think he got in in a game or two. He has not played enough to lose his red shirt. Okay, so might be a red shirt freshman next year. Right. Yeah, that's what I have him down as a red shirt freshman next year. At defensive tackle, we mentioned Bobby Jamison, Travis, and and Darren Reed, and that's that's. The two guys other than Marcus Harris. Did not see the field very much this season for Auburn. Jameson, no. Travis, and Reed. No, neither one did. Yep. Neither one did much at all. At the nose, um, you've got Jason Jones, and I'm presuming right now Justin Rogers, but but don't really know. Um, he could move on. He could, you know, he could go pro. There's been some talk about that. And then uh, Theoretic- I mean, theoretically, could go in the portal for for another round could. and and see uh, if uh, if there was because that the, Justin Rogers if allegedly there was there was quite a bidding war for for his services once mm-hmm. he announced he was in the portal from from different NIL collectives. Right. Alabama had a lot of interest in Justin Rogers uh, when, when he left Kentucky uh, last season. And then the defensive ends you have Keldrick Fuck and Zakevius Walker. So I mean, there's Elijah McAllister. There with that, so so that that's that's all the depth that you have for the bowl game along the defensive front. So that's why I said um, that the uh, uh, Slackman not coming in looks like oh that that could hurt because the other defensive lineman that Auburn had been pursuing heavily, Derek Harmon from Michigan State, Hugh Freeze had an in home with him the other day, but he is visiting Oregon this weekend and told some reporters. That uh, that that Oregon and Ohio State, I think, are his top two schools. Didn't mention Auburn in his top two, so I don't know where Auburn's going to uh, go if they're looking for anyone from the transfer portal. Or Auburn there may, on the defensive front. They've I got mean, they've got three high school defensive linemen coming in. There's a there's a long list of defensive linemen in the portal. Auburn may have to work their way down the list if it gets desperate. Right, and they but need, those guys they won't depth. be able to visit Auburn until after the spring semester starts. Unless they're graduates. Unless they're graduate transfers. Right. Auburn could be looking at one-year answers. And, and, and you've mentioned even if they even if they haven't uh, visited Auburn until the spring semester starts, you could still enroll 
uh, before. You can. And some of these guys may have visited Auburn as Here, high school players, here's too. Here's what's crazy. Um, coaches can visit players starting, I believe, January 3rd. Players cannot visit schools until January 12th because they want to wait until after the championship game is played. So uh, a graduate transfer would be the only the only uh, possibility of visiting between this coming Sunday and January the 12th. The, uh, the top and classes start at Auburn on the 10th. And I believe by the middle of that next week, if they don't get in that weekend of the 12th, then they're not going to be able to visit before time runs out for players to enroll. Top two players in the transfer portal on the defensive line, according to 24-7, are both leaving Texas A&M, Walter Nolan and LT Overton. I would expect to see those guys in the SEC, maybe. Oh, yes. Doesn't sound like Auburn. Although Auburn was big on LT Overton coming out of high school, but he was one of the top defensive linemen. Right. I mean, they, they were both. I'm, 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 something that's a little puzzling to me is it doesn't seem like Auburn's really heavily involved with the highly touted players in the portal. That doesn't mean they won't get quality players, but, I mean, the big names that go into the portal doesn't seem like are being – mentioned with Auburn. Now you think maybe some of the resources are being allocated towards high school I think players so. instead? I think yeah. high school is the priority right now. Um, now, a player that just entered the portal, that it was just announced entering the portal, I believe in the last hour or so, is A.J. Harris, Georgia's uh, a freshman defensive back at Georgia, who is a product of Central over in Phoenix City. And Auburn was very interested in him a year ago. Uh, I would look for Auburn to once again, be very interested in A.J. Harris because, as we've talked about in the secondary, playing time is going to be available for some newcomers without question. L.T. Overton, uh, I did not realize his father is the uh, is the Kennesaw State A.D. Oh, so okay. So, yeah, I mean, got form, former Oklahoma offensive lineman uh, Milton Overton, uh, now the athletic director at uh, Kennesaw State. So that's a guy who uh, probably knows the lay of the land. You'd think the son of an AD yeah, you would, would, think. would know the lay of the land as far as jumping into. As a, as a, you're an in-demand player in the transfer portal, leaving Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Your dad's an AD. That, that's good advice to be able he to, probably to get, get if, he, if you need some. And I suspect he's probably going to get a pretty good, uh, he's probably going to get a pretty good offer wherever he goes. Yeah, so we have uh, those are two. Those are two players that you would think again. Like if if Auburn were targeting the most in demand interior defensive lineman, it would it would probably be one of those two Texas A and M guys. I've heard some other schools mention with them. LT Overton's name I remember from Auburn pursuing him at a high school. He's an Alpharetta kid, uh, but uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, doesn't seem like Auburn has been linked to either of those guys too heavily uh, in in the portal. Interest uh, there it was again. Oh, interesting that Georgia has had two or three players enter the portal here in the last 24 hours. Very highly touted young players entering the portal as they prepare. Of course, they're not in the playoffs. So uh, how about, it's, how about they're Texas? figuring, hey, we're, we're not playing for a title. I mean, Texas losing a backup quarterback, who, you know, who's in the playoffs. I mean, Malik, Malik, Malik Murphy will but not with, be. But, but if, Quinn Ewers is, if Quinn Ewers is healthy, uh, Malik's not going to play much. That's true. But, I mean, just I, I'm surprised to see. I'm surprised to even a backup quarterback. I'm surprised to see uh, portal defections from playoff teams because Alabama's had a couple. Alabama's had a couple too. You're right. I mean, just that that's that's something a little surprising because I would I would think that the kids would want to go through. It's generally the guys that don't think they're going to be playing 
in the postseason sure. that want to go ahead and get a head start because they don't want to wait until everybody else has gone to the portal and found homes crazy. and not have a spot. I, I would tell those kids, though, crazy things happen in the playoffs. We've seen benchings. We've seen injuries. We, we've seen – that's the one – the, the one situation where I would say, wait if you can. Now, maybe in the case of a quarterback, they can't wait. They need to be striking now while the iron's hot, and they need to be enrolled somewhere in January. But I would think if your team's in the playoff, if, if you can wait to jump into the portal, I, w- I would maybe wait and see, wait, wait and see what happens because those uh, you know, the fortunes can change. Uh, starters can become backups and vice versa in the, uh, in, in, in the playoffs, and, and I would uh, – yeah, I would, I would think that's a that, that's an opportunity for for anyone on those rosters, especially someone who is one play away from uh, fr- from becoming a quarterback. What happens if if, uh, if if viewers you know rolls his ankle on the opening series? Arch Manning time. It's Arch Manning time, but it would have been Murphy time. Yeah. Well, maybe we think. Maybe we, I don't know. There's we some, think. Yeah, there's some people thinking that uh, Arch Arch by staying had locked up that number two spot. Well, I mean, and and there's maybe something to that with Murphy now in the portal. Yeah. Maybe maybe he wouldn't have been the backup in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's let's uh, tell you the the players that we expect to be in this weekend. Now, this doesn't mean that there won't be others coming in. As a matter of fact, there there are hints of a of a surprise transfer that would be a huge addition. Don't have any idea who it is. That's just what Ooh. that's what uh, I've, I've read. That I mean, I would say um, that if if, he, if it's someone in the portal, uh, I would think either of the Texas A and M defensive linemen would would fit the bill, that, especially that, that with the would way be pretty big, especially the way, the with the de- way, way things look on the defensive front. Yeah, yeah. I would say if, if Walter Nolan or LT Overton decided they're going to pop into Auburn this weekend, and again, we've heard nothing no. of the sort on that um, quarterback question mark. And that, that's something people keep asking. I mean, you you did have Robbie going to the portal today. You had Robbie going to the portal today. So Auburn's down one. Some, they only some have names. Yeah, some, some names that have been linked to Auburn in the past are in the portal, including multiple time Sun Belt Player of the Year Grayson McCall, Cam Ward. Grayson somewhere. McCall, I thought committed to NC State. Oh, does Grayson that, McCall? Have but been that to... doesn't mean anything right, because right. last year Avery Jones was committed. Some where where did he commit? Was it was it NC State? It was Illinois, wasn't Illinois, it? Yeah, that's he was, right. He was going right. to go to Illinois, and then and then and then visited Auburn, and was at Auburn the next thing you knew. So just because a player is committed somewhere doesn't mean that they might not show up. But the players we do expect in, we've talked about offensive tackle Fernando Carmona, uh, who would give Auburn a guy a guy that would get a look there at left tackle and allow them to move Dylan Wade in, tight end Jaleel Skinner out of Miami, uh, that that is a receiving. Tight end, not a not a blocking tight end, and then um, last time I, I looked, uh, I think people were expecting Darian Mousy, uh, who is a linebacker from Duke, and those are the only three transfer um, visitors that that we know of right now. Now there is a big list of unofficials, which include Auburn commits Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons, uh, Laquan Robinson. Um, so those guys are expected in along with, we talked about Ryan Williams, the Alabama commit, uh, his teammate and, and 2025 Texas commit KJ Lacey, uh, and four-star 2025 four-star running back Alvin Henderson expected to be on campus Sunday for basketball. So there's going to be a huge crowd of players that, Auburn hopes are future Tigers for the basketball game on Sunday. All right, we'll get to our final break 
of the Friday Drive. Stick with us as we wind it down. At Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and